This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And uh, welcome to another episode of the Black Mary Dead Free Podcast. It's a little chill vibe we got going on here, Shira. How you feel about the new vibes? Yes, it is very chill. It is so chill that Marcus did not want to expend any extra energy in getting me a mic stand. No. So we are, as he called it, 106 and parking. Yes. Uh, you know where the host used to have to hold the microphone. So that's that's what we're doing today. But. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have mic stands. It's called arms. Uh, so we're going to do <laughs> that way. Uh, but Shara, before we get started, man, I, I think people are probably wondering, like, hey, what's that red thing over there? Yes. Well, this is uh, our sponsor of today's podcast coldest water bottle uh this water bottle keeps your colds cold for 36 hours and keeps your warms warm for 12 hours so shout out to them for sponsoring this podcast man uh yeah get you one uh the link to your coldest water bottle will be in the description below but shire let's get right to it because we had a really good podcast a couple weeks ago when we were talking about marriage right yes and marriage is definitely a part of what we talk about here i mean there's no there's no uh, surprise there but uh, one of the things that we were talking about is, is marriage dead? Man? You know what I mean? Is marriage dead? Right. And I feel that we have even had that conversation on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Marcus was sharing, we were doing a podcast interview with another couple. And one of the questions that they asked us um, was quite interesting. Yeah. And I think also our response to the question was quite interesting as well. And so the question was really around, how do you know that you've married the right person? Right. Yeah, that that was the question. And Shire had a a very unique response, man. And uh, Shire, you want to share that with with our listeners now? (laughs) I will. Okay, so let me know what you think about this. So when I was in high school, there was like this Christian club, okay? And so I remember going into the class, you know, the the club one day, you know, to kind of scope it out. And um, they just happened to be talking about marriage. And so one of the students asked the teacher, like, how do you know if you've found the right one? Or how do you know if you've actually married the right person? Kind of like your soulmate. Yes, like a soulmate, you know, know, that's kind of – the idea or the notion that we generally use in our culture. And um, the teacher said, when you get married, that person becomes the right person for you. Or in essence, that is your soulmate. Like that's the one. So that's how you know. Right. Um, And so I shared with, I shared um, what that teacher had shared. And over the years I have come to kind of adopt that philosophy as well. Um, And I think my reasoning for that is if I commit to someone in a marriage and I know that this is the one, then it's harder for me to rationalize a way out. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. I think that's, 
kind of my thinking. I mean, what are your thoughts I, I like on, that. and I have another story I can share too, but what are your thoughts on how do you know that you've married the right person? Man, I mean, this is just such a deep conversation and very, uh, I love this, this conversation. I think that that's a hundred percent right. Shire, allow me to play devil's advocate for a second. Please do. What if an individual is like, okay, I want to, I'm, I'm committed to staying in this thing. I'm committed to making it work no matter what. But my spouse, you know, what, what if the other person doesn't feel the same way or share that same thought? But I think mm-hmm. to what you're saying, if two people, hey, I mean, look at arranged marriages. These are, you know, these are marriages that are put together by two families and these marriages last long, you know, and, and so I definitely believe that that's true. It's not, you know, it's, it's more, if, if two people commit to staying together, it can be done. And, right. uh, I, you know, the person you marry is your soulmate, you know what I mean? Because you guys are both, uh, committed. Well, no, you told me you were going to play devil's advocate. So my and devil's you, advocate. you circle back and start, you know, yeah. but I, but one word that I picked up on that you said was feel. Mm. Let me tell you, my feelings lie to me on a monthly basis. And I have to acknowledge that. <laughs> I don't know if you got that, but I like that. Um, but I think what we feel like our feelings change. Yeah. How we feel can change from moment to moment. I mean, just think about how you start your day. For me, I really love coffee. Mm. Okay. So I might wake up feeling one way, but after I have after I've had my cup of coffee, like I'm feeling another type of way. So I think that when we use the word, you know, I'm in a relationship and I feel right. You have to like hit the pause button right there and just, I don't know, try to, I want to say think more deeply. I I don't even know how to, you know, but I, it's, it's about yours. It's more about action. It's more about, uh, vows and, and, not and less about how you're feeling, right? And I think we're really gonna drive that point home as we go forward in this podcast, Shire. Okay, um, you just giving me so much to say, Marcus. Well, come on with it. We got time. okay because you said vows, mm-hmm. and I know that you and I have had this conversation. A vow before. isn't about feeling, right? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. That's not well. But go ahead, go ahead, Shire. Well, yeah, you but you know, let me just say this: a lot of people advocate for premarital counseling. Yes. And I think that's great. I can't say that I got a whole lot out of it. Let's just be honest. One of them was a relative. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I say, before you go, yeah. uh, seek professional help, not uh, necessarily your pastor. Or, you know, let your pastor be a pastor and let a, a licensed therapist be a licensed therapist or counselor, right? Okay. Keep I going. mean, not to say your pastor couldn't do it, but I Let's feel. Let's not overload them, though crossing okay. disciplines now you know what i mean okay <laughs> but but go ahead, go ahead. i mean but i'm i i feel what you're saying and i totally agree just you know you know anyway but what you said was vows mm. and what we did we had someone tape our wedding and then when we got the dvd Ooh. we watched it and I was listening to the vows, and I was like, I said, I agreed to that. Right. Because in the premarital counseling, I didn't get a copy of those vows. Yeah. No one went over those vows with me. Like, you know, like if you are, uh, you receive a contract, they'll say, go to a lawyer and make sure you understand the contents right. of the contract. When it came to the vows, I mean, I didn't have them on a piece of paper. You know, I heard them on television. Yeah. And so here we are in this church 
what am I going to do? Not, you know, I, I, I'm going to say yes I, to I, whatever. I was, exactly. At that point, right? But we were fully committed. Yeah. But, you know, I, that, you know, we, we just didn't get a copy of it. Yeah, and now we, I'm just like, what? Yeah, yeah, Shire. I mean, that's a great point. I remember hearing the vows and thinking, man, this is some heavy stuff, man. You know what I mean? And I think people love the idea of marriage. You know, uh, I'm going to just be with this person I love. And a lot of that is based on what? The feeling piece again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just, man, I just want to be with them. I just want to be with them. And then we were in that cloudy haze of love. And then we had a m- moment of clarity when we actually heard those vows. We we're still in the love mode. We we're like, right. To ourselves, we're thinking, man, this is, this is, this is deeper than feeling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And even, I didn't even have, I didn't even have the wisdom to think that in right, the moment. Right, you right. know, for me, it was like watching it after. And it's like, huh? Yeah. I didn't get, I should have got a copy of that in writing. I'm not blaming anyone. Yeah. But it's like, you need a copy of that in writing. And you know, even and now a lot of people are writing their own vows. <laughs> it's it like, too, scrap right? those, you know, sickness and health. Like Ooh. the vows that people are writing now is like, I'm going to ride for you. Me. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to ride for me. And I'm just going to always be your friend. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I mean, the traditional vows, those are the hardcore vows. Yeah. And I'm not throwing shade to anyone that said they want to write their own vows. But my goodness, them Ooh. traditional vows. I mean, yeah. Well, Shire, let's talk about it, man. I mean, Bill and Melinda Gates divorced recently. Uh, we're seeing uh, the uptick in divorces due to the 2020 pandemic quarantine. P- folks getting on each other's nerves. Even before that, divorce rate was, uh, I think, on the high side of 50%. And that's, you know, divorce rates. And even we're church people, even in the church, the it's divorce the rate was this was Very, pretty, pretty close. Yeah. So we know that divorce is is a thing right and marriages are they're literally by the numbers a 50 50 shot they may work they i may don't not look work. at it that i think but it's dangerous to look at it that way marcus because that's if what you, the numbers say <laughs> you know what i mean okay, okay but say. when you structure it that way it sounds like a gamble no so i don't want to say it's a gamble every but, relationship has risk yes, so yes. you know it may work out you know but i mean going back to our original question like how do you know that this yeah. is the one well, let's talk about it. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you know that is the one. I think you answered uh, the question that we had on the podcast so good because I think what we're seeing is a lot of people are looking at these statistics. They're seeing these numbers and they're saying, "Man, I want to make sure. I want to make sure. I want to make sure." Yes. And they, and then they're, they're just not marrying. Right. They're not marrying. They're doing analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are not even giving. Uh, relationships a chance right. like you're not even giving it a fighting chance right you know they're coming up with these absurd checklists it's like i mean adding is that person the one to the checklist with all your other stuff right he it's gotta just, be this tall he gotta make this amount you, you, and he's gotta be the he, i gotta get the, he's gotta be the one you know men, what i mean men have lists too though don't they That's i don't That's know you know so um and it's like the older you get you know the more uh stars what's the word i'm looking for the more staunch you are about your list, right? You don't you want your list mm-hmm. to be just so because hey, man, you're you, you're aging, you're 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 getting it on your own, and you have a a, a a very unique palate, right? And you just don't want you just don't want to taste just anything. So that's what we're seeing, and so we're seeing. I believe it's around seventy percent of uh, African American millennials are not married, right? Around 70, mm-hmm. 72 percent. I forget the statistic exactly, but 
It was high. So let's talk about it, Shire. Divorce, just not marrying in general. What are people missing? Let's take them through the phases of marriage. Yeah. Are you ready to do that now, Shire? Did you have more before we get into yeah. this? Yeah. Because this is what y'all been waiting for. Because I think marriage has stages. Marriage has seasons. Yes. And in every other area of life, it's acceptable. Like, you have a child. Mm-hmm. They start off as a baby. They start growing. They change. Yeah. They they don't like things. Now they do like things. And, it, you know, um, at your workplace, your job might start off looking like one thing or you, you thought it was going to look one way, but it ended right. up looking another way. And these are changes that we find, you know, acceptable and we deal with it appropriately. But in marriage, when we encounter change or things become uncomfortable then sometimes right we're ready to go or hit the highway so i think it's important to acknowledge that marriage has stages and i think we're gonna take the next few minutes to just go through a framework but like if you were to go online and look up stages of marriage you're gonna find all kind of stuff but there was one like really simple um framework yeah that really resonated with us so we feel and we agree with this that marriage is broken up into three phases well we're going to talk about these three phases i'm not endorsing them we're not endorsing them but i do believe this to be true okay in in my own experience right okay and i think uh and this is not to say hey let's be let's keep it a thousand me and Shire get on each other's nerves quite often. Very I mean, often. I got on her nerves this weekend. You did. We don't. We don't even want to go there. Right. So this is a work, <laughs> this is a work in progress. So we're not at the you know what is considered the last best stage. We're not there yet. We're 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 getting there. Right. Right. So we know that. So let's talk about it. Phase one. Mm-hmm. What's the type of relationship? Lovers. Yes. You get the googly eyes. The googly eyes. The butterflies. Yes. You know. You're in, the lo- you're in the lover stage, right? Mm. That's the type of relationship you have. The type of attitude you have toward each other is romantic. Very romantic. Oh, man, butterflies, man. I remember, you know, just thinking, man, uh, just, just just, the idea of taking you out on a Friday. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be romantic. Look, gonna I was going nice. to say kissing in the car. Kissing in the car. People do more sex. than that nowadays. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. We had our fair share, but that, that's, not, that's not that type of podcast. Right. But, and your commitment is really untried. untried. You haven't gone through any big major tests right, or, right. you know, trials and tribulations. Yes. Like, it's still very rosy. The relationship many times is still very new. You haven't had much conflict. Right. How you see your mate is like, this is the perfect person. Like, yes. they got they're the full pack. I'm looking at you. Yeah, look, they you are that. the full mm-hmm. package. You know, they look good. You know, that they're with you intellectually. Right. You have this really um, idealized yeah. view of your mate. And when it comes, it comes to conflict, you avoid it. It's avoided. Mm-hmm. You know, each person is trying their best. <laughs> it's okay. Right. I'm not, you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> right. And it's usually in this stage, I think that people are considering marriage. Yes. It's like, I've, I've found the one. Yes. I found the one. Yes. I mean, some people nowadays, they go decades and decades before they, not decades and decades, but they'll go a long time before getting engaged. Right. You know, but we dated how many months before we were engaged? We dated for seven months. Now, we were good no, friends for years. I thought we... We were good friends for oh, about yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah. I asked you to marry me. Seven months later, we were married. So, our engagement was seven months. Yes. But I thought we were engaged within three months. And then we were married in seven. 
you so you're talking about okay so we got different phases we got the friendship phase we got the going out and dating phase See, then we have remember. engagement phase uh-huh. and we got marriage so going out and dating was very short because we had already built a bond through the friendship stage so uh, enough about us okay sorry did we say idealized the view of your mate is idealized I thought Shira and I'm not gonna get too vulgar <laughs> I thought Shira didn't pass gas you know what I mean I thought Shira's just just then she could do no wrong I mean I just <laughs> Marcus I mean okay we were super young yeah I, I just thought she was just an angel like nothing like perfect in every way you know what I mean yeah. that was my thought of her and and I'm sure she would idolize about me hey this guy tall dark and handsome I mean go ahead child I don't want to steal what you thought about me yeah I mean I still think a lot of the same things <laughs> but now you know um you know but yes yeah we definitely went through that first stage and you know our engagement and marriage all of that happened yeah. you know like a year's time so it went by very quickly for us and yeah and so your average marriage starts off in this phase you might be here definitely in, uh during the engagement during the first year or so right mm-hmm. this is why people get married expecting phase one yes. everything we just listed that's the expectation that you know they're gonna always be your lover and yep. yeah so perfect if you knew that stage two was on the horizon you probably wouldn't get married right <laughs> and stage two is where a lot of people call it quits mm-hmm. what happens in stage two stage two the type of relationship you have is more of an antagonist mm-hmm. you and find yourself at odds sometimes it's, it's, it's a lot of head bumping it's a lot of thought you were gonna put the money in this account why didn't you you know mm-hmm. uh, i thought you were gonna do that no i told you you know it's a lot of that mm-hmm. head bumping just disagree on some of everything right right especially if you don't live together before you're exactly. married exactly you're learning each you other know. you're learning how each other lives you've lived this way for 20 plus years this person's lived that way for 20 plus years and you guys are coming together so you're right. gonna bump heads man right you know i'm, I'm just thinking of like um toothpaste we can't share toothpaste no you have your own toothpaste and i have my own toothpaste Mm -hmm. because we like two different toothpaste because we couldn't we can't decide in the store you own one sure temperature temperature is is something that you're gonna bump heads on women for whatever reason love it one way and men love it another way yeah right um so yeah definitely and so your attitude towards your mate starts to become resentful Mm-hmm. You know what? And maybe Man. not over two pace in the air, but oh, over I'm gonna give time. You an example, shall right. I? Okay. I really want to do X, Y, Z with my life, and I got married. What, what would it be like if I see if I never did? You know, I would have been able to do this and graduate. And I was gonna play basketball. I was gonna, man, I should have. I mean, but you then s- I fell in, mess around, and fell in love. Right. You start getting resentful. As, yeah, if you leave that first stage. Yeah. You start, you know, thinking about, you know, maybe what your life could have been or what your life could be if you were no longer married. Especially, Shire, when, you, when you're bumping heads and you're, you know, having some conflict, you really start thinking, well, what if? Man, I should have. Did I do the right thing? You know? So that's the one stage, Shire. And then what's the next stage? You're uncertain. You're yeah. uncertain about the marriage. You're the uncertain. The commitment is uncertain. Yeah. Sure. You're uncertain if this is going to work out. Yeah. Um... Tell a story, Shia. Come on. I know, and you're going to put me on the spot, ain't you? Okay. (laughs) I think it's funny. It's not funny. I mean, okay. Hopefully, we're thinking about the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when Marcus and I would have disagreements, I would be like, 
this is the big one. <laughs> like this is the last this this is this, this argument, is this is it. So I'm just gonna say everything that I have to say because this is it. And that would just mean I would have a lot, you know, to apologize for <laughs> after. But um, you know, we grew up having different backgrounds. Like Marcus' parents were married, my parents were not. And so and a lot of people in my family are not married. I just I just did not see a lot of marriages. And so when we argued, Marcus knew that married people argue it's normal you reconcile you come back together me i'm just like this is over right because it's all that i've seen you know so for me i it's funny that it would take so long for me to to become more grounded but it's only recently that i'm not thinking this is the big one yeah this this is it yeah and that's that's uh, that makes a lot of sense, Shy. It makes a lot of sense because I would see my parents argue, but they still were together for thir- they're still together to this day. Right. But they would bump heads, and then I was just like, but they'll they'll, they'll make up. Yeah, they'll be cool. So I, I knew I saw the end, whereas Shy never saw the end. No, I thought it was the end. <laughs> right, right. I thought it was the end. <laughs> right. You know, so, so it becomes uncertain. Yeah, sure. and really, like it's that stage two that you start to gain all these new awarenesses. Mm-hmm. Like there are things that arose in me i had no idea that those things were there until we were actually married it never surfaced in the dating relationship it definitely didn't surface in stage one but in stage two it's these limiting beliefs it's the um you know just not seeing a successful marriage um sometimes even the tone of your voice, just hearing a hearing man's that deep voice. voice. Shower be like, why are you talk why are you talking so loud? I'm like You're just oh. telling all of my business today. <laughs> this is therapy. Okay, this is therapy for me today. Yes. You know, so like, yeah, like even like, yeah, just the bass in your voice, like telling the kids to clean up, you know, it's it's like it almost startles me. Right. I just I, I just never heard that in the home. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That makes sense. Though. So in stage two, you have these these insecurities, um, mm-hmm. things that are rising in you, and and really, you think your pro- your spouse has a problem, but sometimes <laughs> it's really coming from yourself. And oh, so, because I, I, I definitely would blame a lot of stuff. See, it's higher, it's higher, but yeah, you're right. A lot of it was just me not seeing the bigger picture, and it's really me. You know what I mean? And and then when you, it feels like it's continual. Continual. It feels like the conflict, conflict is it's just. It's always something. It's always something. Hey, man. As soon as we, you know, uh, uh, kind of make up, there's another debate around the corner. You know, that's mm-hmm. what that's what it feels like when you're in phase, phase two. Yeah. And then all, and then lastly, they have the view of your mate is disapproval. Like, mm. you, if you ever feel disapproval? Come on, Shire. Be honest with the people here. I mean, they want to know. Yes. <laughs> and I know you felt it with me. Right. I felt it with myself. Right. And then you're just like, you know. What we're saying, we're painting this picture mm-hmm. of us in stage two. Because that's where a lot of people fall off. You know, we're not falling off. No, no. But, but I'm I- saying that it's a normal stage. Yes. And that if you feel disappointed in your spouse, if you feel a little bit resentful, it's normal. It's normal. And you have to find a way to work through it. And as you were saying, that's where people... They fall off. Yep. They file for divorce. Yep. Irreconcilable differences. Y- yeah, it you ain't know. working out. Start one one per person uh, seeks 
the attention of another outside of the marriage and then you have infidelity now you have that issue so you want to get through phase two if you can get through phase two we're going into phase three and this to me is what marriage is me seeing marriages my my aunts my parents my grandparents this is what marriage was to me right it's not number one always there's a season of number one there's a season of number two but if you can get to three Come on this is now. how Come you have three if you can get to three i just like how you said that this is when you see the long-standing marriages because these people have perspective and these people know what marriage is really about right so the type of relationship you have in stage three is partnership yes they're we partners. Are partners so if you look at the progression we went from lovers to antagonists into partnerships yes. we're partners yeah i think that's key man because phase one you know you're trying to figure out how this thing gonna work am i the man do i just tell her what to do uh am i you know the am and your natural reaction is excuse me you know what i mean so you got a lot of bumping heads and then you get to phase two and you're like you know what <laughs> we're partners Mm-hmm. That's how this thing's gonna work. Right, we're figuring this out. And we're figuring this thing out together. I do this well, he, she does this well, and together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What does the attitude become, Sharon? Face three. It's more harmonious. Harmony. It's like okay, I'm starting to understand him. He's starting to understand me. This, the understanding the stuff you don't like about the person. Yes. You like you know what? That's what makes Shire Shire. That's what makes Marcus Marcus. Right. He does this. He just right. going to do this. Right. And so this section is the category is the attitude. And then you can also apply this to like your finances. So like your attitude towards money. We always, well, I think we talk about this a lot, that you're a risk taker right. and I'm a security seeker. And so I can have a harmonious attitude with the, mm-hmm. with the fact that my husband is a risk taker because I understand and it's been over time that we've made this progress in our relationship Shire a word that we used within the last we've been married 14 years and you used this word probably two years ago and you never never used this word for 12 years it was a lot of you just we could never rest upon this and when you say harmonious it brings it to my attention agree to disagree you remember when you actually said that about a debate we had you said well we just need to agree to disagree I was like, we can do that. <laughs> right. Because, you know. Because you want the other person to just get you I, all the time. Exactly. Until you get to a phase, you're like, you know what? Agree to disagree. It's still, we, we still good. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, you can do that in a harmonious way. Absolutely. Yes. That's, that's what harmony is in a nutshell. Yeah. Agreeing to disagree. And it happens. You know, it didn't happen that often early in our relationship because it's like we were able to sway each other, you know, one way or the other. And we'd be on this, you know, we would be of the same opinion. But now it's just like, you know, I hear what you're saying. You hear what I'm saying. And just let's just leave it there. It's almost a weird thing. You're like, but there's no in music. This is called a. resonance but resonance. resolve oh resolve okay there, there's no like when you when you hit a sus i'm giving you guys a little music theory here when you hit a sus chord it's sus and to resolve and so when you agree to disagree you're hitting that sus and you're just walking away and it's kind of like oh that's weird you know think of the national anthem uh and a home of the and you just walk off you don't say break he's like but it didn't end but no it's okay you know what i mean so yeah and and another analogy is that things have to be black or white, wrong or right. right. There are just some instances 
Well, there is no right. There is no wrong. Yeah. It just is. Just is. I like that. It just is. Shire, in phase three, this is what I'm going to really like. The strength of your commitment is certain. certain. So for certain, I know that this disagreement is not going to end our relationship. Exactly. So I don't need to add any colorful language right. or say anything that I'm going to regret because I feel certain. I feel grounded in the commitment. Or if you do, if the other person does go off the deep end, you're certain that they're going to come back. Let them go. Let them go. Don't go there with them. Don't go there with them. And that's a that's a that's, that's hard. That's hard to do. But when you're in that phase three, you kind of getting that muscle is getting worked out a little bit because you didn't been through a lot of bumping heads. So you kind of know, you know what? They just having a moment. It's going to be all good. Right. And then when you come to conflict, it's resolved. It's resolved. It's resolved. And a resolution may be leaving it alone, like Shire said, or a resolution may be, one, you know, you know, I was wrong. I apologize, you know. So there's more resolution in phase three because you want to move on. Well, you wanna, you resolve know. doesn't necessarily, to me, it doesn't mean sweep it under the rug. Mm. Okay, because when you sweep something under the rug, the dirt is still there. Okay, it is still there. So if you walk away, then you've made a conscious decision that I'm at peace with it being as it is. So I think that um, there's a distinction there with resolve. Right. And Shire, so the view of your mate in the last one, phase three, the view of your mate is acceptance. What what does that mean to you? Because I'm kind of... I want to hear what you think about that. I, I mean, I think that acceptance is something that we all crave mm. as human beings to be loved and to be accepted. Right. Like, OMG. I mean, yeah. that is what we all want. So ex- acceptance to me is I accept you. It, you yeah. in your entirety. Yeah. The and good feel, and the bad. That. Yeah. And I feel that. You know, I feel that, she, that my partner accepts me. I don't... You know, I don't have to worry about them looking elsewhere. You know what I mean? In this mode. You feel well, like... they're still human. I hope you don't look elsewhere. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, with the intent of... He might mess around and leave. Or she might mess around and go get uh, uh, Tay Diggs. Well, they still can accept you. That. Okay, I think of it a little bit differently, okay. I think. You know, so I think acceptance is you accept, you accept the person. Okay. You know. As they are. As they are and as they will become. You know, expect... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, because that that accepts the change. Yes. That is acknowledgement that you know, um, you might not be the same person in your twenties as you are in your you know thirties, forties, fifties. Right. But we're growing together, Man. and I'm accepting who you are and who you're growing. You know, who you are going to be, who the person that you're becoming. I guess right. I'm trying to say. Right. And one of the interesting things that I want to just point out is that I could be feeling very certain and very grounded in my relationship and the, the partner could be in a total different stage. Yes. So I think that could be, you know, kind of tricky. Yes, the the, the perfection and the, where we're not at yet is to get, to for both of us to be in stage three and agree on and be in Harmonious. all those harmonies, all those categories at once. You might not be there. You may be in the type of relationship, you may be on partners. But then when it comes to attitude, you may still be in the romantic stage. You may not have went through the resentfulness and the harmonies. So this chart and and, and uh, 
we should somehow kind of post this on our IG stories or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, we'll try to do that for you all. Yeah, so this chart, it could be, I may be here in this one and on stage two here and on stage one here. But the, the goal is to both of you guys be all the way in stage three at right. some point. And I that's what you're going to see success in your marriage you know I, I believe that right and notice that it's stages of marriage this is not stages of dating mm -hmm. so we don't you know so i would not recommend dating someone and seeing if you can go through all of these stages no, you, you know start, what you i'm saying go it. you gotta go through it this is the st these are the stages of marriage you cannot skip you cannot skip all the way to we all stage three you may be able to skip straight to partners you may maybe you guys just got it like that but some of those other ones, you're going to have to go through some rough patches there, man. It's just, it's just. Some things don't surface until you're married. Yes. So, and that's, that has just been my experience. Um, but yeah, the man. stages of marriage. Stages of marriage. We hope you guys enjoyed this one. I do. Okay, I have one, I have one story. Let's close it out, Shire. Come on now. I, I don't even know go. if this is a closer. I hope this doesn't open up anything else. But I remember when we were engaged mm -hmm. and I went to your parents' house and your dad looked at me and he asked me how did I know that you were the one was it that or just like you love him and I was yeah. like yeah how you know yes 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 and he was just like I don't know I just do I like, didn't say I don't know what'd you say Jared? yeah like like that question should like he could have been a good marriage counselor yeah. um but he was on he was like how do you know and yeah. I, I said my heart you did say like that. I was like my heart you this, know I was 21 you know this is how I took it I was a knucklehead growing up so I think he was just shocked he was kind of like, like you love my son like it was one of those like <laughs> you love him like what like what does he do like how, how do you know you love like more shocked than anything but you took it differently you know what I mean so oh my <laughs> lord no one had no one asked me that yeah. I mean that's a valid and a legit question like how do you know and the thing about it is you can only know so much. You know so much. You can only know so much. And in, in marriage, you know, you start that journey of marriage. You will go through these stages. The key is knowing that this is a stage and that, you know, better days are on the horizon. If you take the steps to make, you know, positive progress. And waiting, the longer you wait, you're never going to find someone where you can walk into stage three with them mm -hmm. because you waited extra long and you and you, and you and you you know were very specific in your taste that's not going to get you to stage three no just because you wait longer yeah because this is the stages of marriage you're not the stages of through, dating exactly you're still gonna have to start at one you gotta start from scratch like that episode of martin we're scratch way over there and so you're gonna have to start from scratch so the longer you wait the longer you and your partner wait you're still gonna have to start from the beginning. You're still gonna have to start from the beginning. You know what I mean? I so, agree with you there. Something to think about. Something to think about. I don't know. You know, I know we have some interesting views. Yeah. You know, we do. We're we're more we're we're millennials with a traditional mindset towards marriage. Right. I would like to say that. That the traditional the, mindset that that has proven to work. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah, I would and, say. And the black family man is uh an endangered species, right? We need to we need more black families. That's how communities thrive. They don't thrive with everyone being single and just getting their bag. I mean, that's cool, but you're not going to build community that way. You're, if everybody from here on decides I'm not going to be married, I'm just going to be single. Well, eventually your community will die off. That's just real. That's just reality. And if we look at the the uh, population percentages, 
African Americans are the only group that is dwindling in population in the United States of America. Hispanic community growing. Uh, Caucasian community has always been huge, you know. Uh, different, you know, Asian community growing. And if you look at the statistics, the black community is, they were at 13%, now they're at 12 point something. And, they, and they're expected to continue to dip. So, and we can get into why that is. I mean, we're not going there. But okay. one thing we can do is get successful black families have su- that have successful children and they have children and they have children. And then... I will say a counterpoint because... Let's go. A marriage doesn't determine what family is. I think there are many definitions of families, but what we're... I think what you're speaking to is the importance of marriage in our community. That's very important. That's very important. So... We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, <sighs> Very interesting. Nice little vibe uh, we got going we just on. Really, this is really therapeutic for me. Oh, well, that's good. I just child. felt like I let out a lot of stuff. So That's good. I hope Don't y'all be talking behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> but what you can do is you can rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're listening uh, because that helps the algorithm uh, get our podcast out to others. So please, please don't just listen. It doesn't cost you anything to hit that five star review. Five stars only, by the way. And if you like the gear me and Shire wearing, man, you can get this gear at the description below. Uh, it's black owned apparel. Um, check it out, man. It's, it's some good. We got some good gear there. So check us out. Shire, any last words? No, I've said a mouthful. All right, y'all. Um, hope you all have a great and wonderful day. And thanks for rocking with us on the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Yeah.